Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 676 for the week of May 13, 2023. I'm Chris Pruitt here, bringing you this week's news and reviews and stuff about RPGs. Joining me today, we have Sam Wachter. I'm bringing sexy back to RPG Cast. Oh, how? Oh, I got tits and ass. It's fine. Oh, all right. Great. <laughs> set that explicit tag to yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, Josh Carpenter joins us. Hi. Hey there. And welcome back. Yeah. Or welcome back again. I forget. I think this is the first time he's been on in a while. Yeah, like January or something. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah. You've been moving. Yeah. And Kelly Ryan. Uh, watching, currently watching um, Eclipse's Only Feet. Mm. Yep. My cat is putting on a show for the camera. That's for sure. <laughs> uh oh. Noise happened outside this room. So she may be leaving. She has to monitor the situation. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Mom, we're getting canceled again. <laughs> Thanks, Kara. What are we doing? Oh, um, RPG cast. Right. Yeah. Everyone playing Zelda? Uh, no. I, I am. Is it any good? I, I, I bought it. Oh, apparently I bought it, too, and didn't remember. Um, like, so, I didn't want it, so I don't know when I bought it. Appa- well, I do know. It was June 15th of 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so is that right after a Nintendo Direct? I guess so. <laughs> it must have been. Um, so Vaughn bought it and then realized when it mysteriously showed up on his Switch that he bought the... Uh, Both versions? The, the, the digital version. Yeah, check this out. June 12th, so, 15th, like 2021. Nintendo. I don't want this game. Why did I order this? <laughs> you were sold by the rehydrated Ganon demo? I guess. Just add water. Um, which is how the game starts out, by the way. Someone adds water to Ganon? Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. So, something like that. I don't want to get, get into too much of it because of spoilers. I mean, June but... 15th is my birthday, so I'm wondering, like, did I order it because I couldn't think of something for my birthday to have between me and Anna, so I just got a video game that was being advertised at E3 at the at, at that moment. Because <laughs> um, it uh, came out with literally a day after my birthday. Because um, Vaughn ended up giving me uh, the physical copy that he had ordered. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's love. Here, I don't yeah. need this. <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much. Well, there was even like a whole ruckus about trying to figure out, okay, well, who's going to get the uh, collector's edition if we manage to pre-order that? And um, I really didn't care about that collector's edition. He bought three versions, Kelly. Yep. (laughs) Yep. What are you even getting the collector edition? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm reminded of that time that we bought, accidentally bought three versions of the collector's edition of Sonic Mania, too. So, (laughs) we're whales. We can't. When I bought this game, it was planned for release in 2022. That makes sense. Yeah, it looks like it was the day they released a trailer. So, 
Um, I, I will tell you that it, it, it is not just glorified DLC. There's a whole bunch of stuff into this game. If, if you're going into There's this There's an thinking, underworld. They they yeah. kept that hidden the whole time till release. Like, by the way, we did like Elden Ring. There's an underworld. Yeah. <laughs> it's Zelden Ring. The underworld is pretty freaking spooky because um, there's gloom under there. And if you get hit by gloom, you uh, lose maximum hit points. Mm -hmm. So you have to either sleep in a bed or make everyone's favorite Elden Ring mechanic. Yeah. So you have to either go sleep in a bed or make potions. Mm -hmm. Um, And everything's out to kill you down there. Everything's out to kill you you everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? No, uh, not necessarily. There's even more things out to kill you down there. Yeah, and it's all scary. Also, what's up with Link doing wall hacks? You just go through ceiling or floors now. Yeah, that's the ascension power. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I Kelly, mean, it's pretty nice. I, I have two questions for you. Can you play as Zelda? No. Okay. Is Zelda even there? Yes. Okay. Is there a female Link? No. Okay. They haven't... Uh, do uh, Wait, hold on. Let me get through the full list. Do weapons still break? Yes. Is there still climbing stamina? Yes. Do you still get shocked by electricity and storms? Yes. Okay. Oh, They've no. listened to nothing in this game. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're... They're bigger, Chris. Don't you want bigger? <laughs> no! <laughs> So you mitigate the weapon breakage by doing the item fusing, and you can make some pretty broken stuff by doing the item fusing. Like, I fused a a piece from a boss bokoblin to a really nice sword, and basically have a sword that's, like, super durable. I mean, it's going to break eventually, but I have yet to see it even glow red. Okay, cool. So the weapon experimentation has been kind of fun so far. Um... (laughs) I don't know if this is going to sell people on the game or not. Um, so the end reason or the end universe reason why uh, weapons break even worse this time is because they're um, so when Ganon got released, basically he let out this gloom that decayed all the weapons in Hyrule. Oh, for fricks. Yeah. <laughs> what, so, uh, um, they were already decaying. What is it? Yeah. That's their excuse for why the Master Sword is broken. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I I can't get into any of that because that's heavy spoilers. Uh-huh. Um, Anna's but, like, did you know Link has a fake arm? I'm like, we've known that since, like, the first trailer, Anna. It's like, I didn't know that! <laughs> it's been very clear. His arm has been replaced. <laughs> so, um, the... the the arm that you get comes from an ancient person. I, yeah, I it comes from called, a game called Sekiro. Um, well, they're, they're, in game they're called Zonai, and they're goat people, and they're beautiful goat people. There are I'm goat like, people in Zelda yeah, now. Yeah, where were they hiding in the first game? Um, so in Link's Awakening, <laughs> in Aonuma's <there> was, butt. <laughs> in, in, in Link's Awakening, there was a goat person. So I'm like, ah, she was a secret Zonai the whole time. Who? Um, you give her a hibiscus, and she gives you a letter to write in Link's Awakening. In Link's Awakening. Yeah. What? The the Game Boy game. The Game Boy game. The Game Boy game was a dream. True. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> well, 
Well, now you've confused. My question is, where were the goat people in the first game of, you know, in Breath of the Wild? Because it's the oh, same the- world. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. they... Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I... I uh, yeah. So, so this this <laughs> catastrophic event they called, I think the the ascension, where um, the gloom got released and the castle Hyrule got raised in the air, and somehow when that happened, all of these sky islands from the Zonai came back down. Mm-hmm. And Vaughn says that the Zonai are from uh, ten thousand years ago. They don't exist anymore. They're, they're the people that lived there before, you know, Zelda and Link and all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also some timey wimey stuff going on in this game too. Uh, and there's I, a I, dragon I, person. I, what is even happening anymore? What is look, this? Not... Who is this, Kelly? What is this? You seem confused. I don't know who this dragon person is. That looks Hillian. I thought that looked more goat. You think that's goat? It's got like a. F- a nose horn. Vaughn says that's Raru, the first king of Hyrule. I thought this was the first Hyrule. Wait. First first game in the series in this incredibly convoluted series where lore makes no sense and connections are tenuous at best would be um, the game where you're riding in birds, right? The Wii one? That's the first game? So whoever does... Do you make a goat dragon person a king and yeah i give up nope i give up chris we don't play zelda for the story we play it for being able to mess around with physics puzzles and uh blow stuff up listen all i'm telling you is i think i want to have race selection in the next zelda game just forget link (laughs) let's just go skyrim if it's a skyrim game let's just do skyrim (laughs) i'm i for one i'm hoping for a sequel to age of calamity uh, Age, Age of, of Calamity. Calamity. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the Zelda that we should wait. Never mind. Um, so, uh, hang on, Alexa, shut up. <laughs> I don't know why she activated. So, um, <laughs> I had the funniest physics thing happen in one of the shrines last night. You can see it on my Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is RedRock963. This is Rauru. Rauru is not a dragon person. Goat man. Look. See, Rauru. Chris, you're thinking way too hard about this. I'm so confused. <laughs> so, what are the physics puzzles? You had to basically make like a golf club and hit hit the switch to have it swing. So, I stuck two poles to it and went to go hit the ball. And instead of hitting the ball, one of the poles flew off of the golf club and into the target yes. and solved the puzzle. Done. And, <laughs> and I showed Vaughn that and I thought he was going to hurt himself laughing that... because it was so funny. So, the... the Alright. So, you remember? Here's my problem with Tears of the Kingdom. You've just summed it up. This game is a physics puzzle game. Right? Yeah. That's that's what this game is. It's... it's um uh, uh, Banzo and Kazooie build build vehicles. The sequel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what that was called. Nuts and bolts. So we've got build. We've got nuts and bolts. We've got Skyrim. See that mountain? You can go there. And apparently, we have goat people. Um, and we've put that in a blender. And now you have Zelda. Um, and let's add some re- weapon durability just to piss you off. <laughs> Whenever I see a physics based puzzle game, 
All I can think about is that terrible P- PlayStation 2 Secret of Mana game. Oh, that one? Um, that's because that game was broken as hell. <laughs> and and uh, I just, I'm like, I played that and it's like, I never want to play a game like this again, ever. <laughs> no, that, that game was stupid because in order to even damage enemies, you had to, like, knock them into each other. And because... But that's the thing. Like, it, even if it's not damaging enemies, just fighting a physics engine on a video game doesn't seem fun to me like i'm gonna mess up and mess up and mess up and it's because this thing's imprecise and then dealing with a controller trying to manipulate real world or simulation of real world physics and it's just not meant for this precision and like you said you you were trying to make a golf club and instead you made a missile launcher like yeah (laughs) and you don't even know what's going to happen and it seems Um, frustrating T- task failed successfully was yeah. that the the conclusion of that little exp- uh, experiment. But look, I look at making all these vehicles and stuff. I don't want to have to line up things correctly so that my craft is actually balanced and I don't fall off it while trying to travel and stuff. Like no, it really hasn't been that bad thus far, Chris. All right. And um, later on in the game, you get an ability to basically uh, remake anything you've already made. So, um, it's not going to be that hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was one of the things that Nintendo was being very cagey about when the um, they showed that trailer, and then they uh, people were um, well, what were people doing? P- people were uh, doing the preview, and then the leaks happened. Um, for some reason, Nintendo just didn't want you to know that you could like redo essentially crafting recipes mm-hmm. for build building shit. Um, now I don't know how that's going to work. I am not that far in the game. Um, but thus far, I like literally just. Got I, I think what's going to uh, happen is like apparently the sky area is a big puzzle, and you need vehicles a lot to traverse it and stuff. So I think mm-hmm. to to slim that down, they just want you to be able to template them out really quickly. Yeah, and I mean it, it isn't even that complicated because you get these gliders that uh, you can oh, have right, in your yeah. inventory mm-hmm. and. You know, you just strap a rocket to them, and there you go. Or you could strap a fan to them, and and there you go. Um, I and did see them. somebody took one of those ah, yeah, 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 guys and like strapped a rocket to his backpack and sent him flying. And I said, "That's what mm-hmm. they deserve." Yeah, those little jerks. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the Koroks? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Part of the, some of the puzzles is trying to uh, reunite, reunite Koroks together. No more um, finding their poop. No, you still find their poop. Oh, delightful. But, um... So you, you know, if like you a, found all the ones in the first game, it should give you a pass and say you don't have to do that this time. <laughs> yeah, no. It doesn't work like that. No. Um, but yeah, there'll be a quirk, and it's like, I need to go find my friend, and there'll usually be, like, a fan or something, some building stuff around it, so you've got to figure out how to get it to its friend. Um... And that those puzzles aren't that hard. And I just accidentally launched myself off the sky island with a cart. Oh, thank God for the goblin glider. Or gob, goblin glider. Oh, I have a question for you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. I have, in, in the first game, I finished three divine beasts. I have to go do the, the bird and then finish the game. Yeah. Should I bother? Yeah. If I'm going to play this one? Oh, I mean, really, st- story-wise, the two games are not related at all. 
But if you really want to see the ending. They're direct sequels. Well, yeah, but it does not reference the first game whatsoever. It's almost like story doesn't matter in a Zelda game. That's what I was saying. (laughs) And you were going all conspiracy theory over it. I know, because it's more fun to nerd out. (laughs) And and it should be the fun. Severin's like, I didn't play Breath of the Wild. I'm playing this. It's fine. Right. To me, the fun of the of the first game and this one is just running around and finding stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's a you've playground. Got like, yeah. Now, now you've got like three different planes of existence to run around and find stuff in, and that's what's fun to me. And then going into shrines and figuring out physics puzzles. Uh oh, your husband's and- nerding out. It does reference them. It is a sequel. It's just treating it as a separate game. Severin's like, I did play Age of Calamity, but I forgot what happened. Well, that's okay, because Age of Calamity is an alternate telling of the first game. It's Um, non-canonical. Plus, that's all timey-wimey It's a better story than the actual first game, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, Tam says, no, it's not. We're we're saying it's canonical now? Have we... I'm pretty sure Age of Calamity is non-canonical. All right, whatever. Are we really having an argument? Over Tam's going to have to. Tam's going to have to clarify. You, you know what? Yes, I'm, we I'm, are. Damn it! And I like it. I, I'm done talking Zelda. Um, obviously, I'm going to be playing this for a while, but um, I, I want to talk about the other game I played for exactly 48 hours before I booted up Zelda and almost. I'm nearly going to finish the first cycle of. I, I played Fuga 2, and I've been itching Fuga. to talk about Fu- Fuga 2. So have you been stuffing anyone in a cannon? Uh, no, the cannon has been doing it for me. What? <laughs> it gives you no choice? No. So they, they must have heard either heard me talking about how the first game was a little bit on the easy side, because they're like, okay, we're taking the kids' gloves off now. Um, and we're taking the kids, too. <laughs> so in the first game you're in the tank and if you're in a really bad situation you have the option to use the the uh the soul cannon which sacrifices uses a kid's soul to basically one shot an enemy but also you kill them basically um and in this game the first three chapters you're basically trying to save the kids from the killer tank because they get kidnapped in the killer tank and then you end up in a tank that has an AI in it that if you get that, get your hit points down to a certain level, like at half, then it's like emergency mode uh, activated, soul cannon activated, and it teleports one of them randomly into the soul cannon. And you have 20 turns to finish the fight before it uh, uses the soul cannon. Well, then you got to start over and do it better. Yeah. Um, the problem is that for like the first half of the game, your resources are incredibly limited. Um, I, I joked on Discord that capitalism caught up with Gasco because now there's currency. There's um, rings, the same currency and sold to Robo, by the way. Um, and it's very hard to get rings at the beginning of the game before you start getting into uh, the um, ruins where you get stuff that you can sell for cash. So I think chapter and, and the boss fights are really difficult this time around. 
So I think chapter five, I was basically backed into a corner. It's like, I, I cannot beat this boss. I'm just, I'm just going to have to let the soul cannon fire because I cannot. I, I restarted this fight three times and I just couldn't get through it. So I, I lost one of my best characters. Well, she was kind of one of the best. She had a passive hit point uh, heal if you had her as a sub character. I should have reset it and let it get one of the other kids that had a less had a more sucky passive. But at that point, it was late at night. It's like I just want to get through this chapter. Um, I assume you're the, they're really trying to encourage you to play it through more than once now. This time? oh yeah, yeah okay. oh yeah. Um, it's I assume always, that you'll have a bonus next time. It, it's always been a game that you're meant to play through multiple times because that first you, there's multiple paths in the um, levels, mm-hmm. and you know that you've got the the safe routes, the normal routes, and the dangerous routes, and you are not doing those dangerous routes your first run. But those dangerous routes have much better, higher experience and much bigger rewards. Um, so, so otherwise, the the gameplay setup is, uh, you know, mirroring the first game. You're 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 driving the tank. You have mm-hmm. the different routes. You're fighting the 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 turn based battles. Mm-hmm. So, it, otherwise, the setup is all the same. Yeah, yeah, all of that's all the same. Um, just the the tanks are a lot harder now and have a lot different tactics. Uh, very different tactics. Um, they, they can buff each other. Um, they can, they like do this thing where they glow red and they'll do a link attack and you have to delay, either kill or delay one of them to do, to break the link attack. Otherwise they're going to wreck your shit. Um, so it's like a good progression of the battle system. Yeah. Oh the yeah. First game? yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Cause at, at this point, the first game just feels like a tutorial. Well, you know, this was always intended to be like yes. three games, you know, a, a trilogy. So, yeah, yeah. And, and somehow they, they've managed to make this game even more depressing and dire. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, I, I can't even really talk about a lot of the story stuff because um, stuff happens within the first three chapters that is very spoilery. Um, and I, I figured out some things that are going on. But, you know, basically something happens and Malt swears revenge and you've got to manage his actions because he's so hell bent on revenge that he keeps getting you into really bad situations. But once you get into a bad situation, you can rewind. He can he has the ability to go back in time to redo stuff like in the first game. Mm. It just comes more into play now. Um, also, in a lot of the boss fights, um, you have to get their hit points. So are they the same kids from the first game? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's it, a couple. It, it's what, oh, like a year or two later or something yeah, like a year, that? Yeah, a year later. Okay. Um, there's a couple of new characters. Um, but, but in the boss fights, you um, have to get the uh, bosses down to a certain threshold. And then you can call out to them and... Uh, if you make the if you make the right dialogue choice, you can kind of stall them a little bit so that you can do more damage to the boss. And that's what was messing me up because I kept you know saying the completely wrong things, and the boss was powering up and wrecking me. Um, 
I want to say like in chapter eight or nine, I think I had to restart a boss fight like five times just because I I kept getting the answers wrong and uh, it was a particularly tough fight. But if eventually I can have gotten to where I can uh, finish the bosses without using the other cannon, which is called the manogram. And that doesn't kill a kid. It just knocks them out. And it isn't an insta kill. Or it isn't an insta win. It just does a lot of damage. And you don't get any experience for the fight. Ooh. <laughs> but, so that, but, that's a big cost that way. Yeah, that that's... Uh, okay, nothing else is working, but I don't want to lose a kid. So I'm just going to pr- press this button. Um, they're going to be injured for the next fight until they sleep in the dorm and I don't get any experience, but that's pretty much the only way I'm going to progress the story kind of thing. Um, and, and that fight that I was struggling with, even using that wasn't uh, ca- causing me to win the fight. Um, so, so yeah, the sequel uh, has, has taken off the kids' gloves. <laughs> um, it is not screwing around. And so it, it unlocked on Steam... Um, at 8.30 on Wednesday night. And I think that's all I played until my copy of Tears of the Kingdom got got here at noon on Friday. <laughs> and I man- managed to get to chapter 9 of 11. 9 of 11? Goodness gracious, yeah. you'll have it done by the end of the weekend, practically. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to spend a lot of time tomorrow, if I'm not doing yard work, to get through the rest of it, just to get that first cycle done. And then that way, when I'm kind of done or want to take a break from Tears of the Kingdom, I can do the next cycle. Because, um, you know, obviously there's New Game Plus and all your stuff carries over, so I'll be able to get through those first couple of chapters probably a lot easier than the first time around. Yeah. So is it like the first game, like 20-ish hours? Yeah. And then probably much quicker if you're doing a replay since it's... Yeah. You're, you're much more leveled. And they addressed my number one complaint about the first game, which was having a speed-up option for the tank sections. Which has gotten patched into the first game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, get, getting through those ta- those uh, tank sessions sections is going to be a lot quicker. <laughs> I think that was most of my time playing the last game, was just sitting there watching a show, waiting to go from battle to battle. <laughs> um, but, oh my god. Uh, I mean, it's going to depend on how Tears of the Kingdom and Final Fantasy 16 plays out, but this is a contender for Game of the Year for me. Um, I have been glued. You know, I didn't even want to start Tears of the Kingdom because I wanted to get through it, but uh, it's like I wanted to at least get through the uh, tutorial of Tears first. Um, the, the story has just been outstanding. Um, Good. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's going to be my goal this weekend is to at least get through that first cycle. But man, I I, I love the series thus far. I gushed about it on our backtrack. I'm gushing about it now. This sequel is freaking amazing. Um, I was hoping that you would get to it, but I know that you've been busy playing uh, Yakuza. Yeah, yeah, I've been playing other stuff. I've already got <laughs> I, two games started. I'm like, I know, I know. Games. It's been an embarrassment of riches this year with all the good games that have come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ishin has been interesting. 
Um, because <laughs> it is one of these games that you know we missed when it came out way back when. It was originally more. Uh, it was one of those games that launched in that era where they were still doing the PS3 slash PS4 titles, and this yep. one was one of those that was more. Um, I think it was originally made on the the older PS the engine they were using in the PS3 games, and mm-hmm. there's it certainly. Shows. <laughs> Yeah, there are times it, it definitely looks oh my like a gosh. game. You what? fight in a sauna naked? Yeah. Oh, yep. for goodness that sake. Is, that is a battle. <laughs> and it's a really on battle, too. It's, it's, I, I guess I am pleased that it's, you know, you know, this game is much more centered around, because we're going back, this isn't turn-based, even though we're, we're sticking with the Like a Dragon moniker on the front. This is back to brawler action-style combat. But this one is much more uh, focused around uh, weapons. And at yeah. least it does do a much better job of uh, weapon of using weapons than it did in, you know, like some of the earlier oh. games had problems. And yet the weapons are still fucking stiff. Oh, yeah, they God. are. I... That was one of my biggest beefs with Ishin was just some of the styles don't play very well. well some of them just don't aren't, aren't really suited to the environments. Like you've got these yeah. narrow streets of yeah. uh, old Kyoto and like it just, you know, most of the time you're going to end up pretty close to enemies. And so they'll have one. Yeah. They have one style where it's a gunslinger and you can just you pull out a gun, and you start shooting. But like the enemies come towards you and quickly, it's not real great in close combat. And it's not easy to be like far enough away where you can actually use the guns and and shoot them. So, and, and, I mean, there are just times when you're wandering, you know, where you're trying to like roll around your attack you know you're in the middle of a group of four five six enemies and it's just even hard to kind of keep the camera in a place where you can keep track of everything that's going on you know that you're not getting attacked from behind because you just can't see them in this narrow little street yeah well and, and the gunplay is still the same bad shoddy gameplay from dead souls oh yeah so you just aiming the damn thing is already a pain in the rear um, and then there's that wild dancer style, which is kind of useless, um, but really fun to watch. There's a lot of oh twirling. yeah, it's very a it's, lot of twirling. twirling around and you're 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 dancing around between you're the different enemies, but it doesn't do, do, do a lot of damage. Yeah, no, it's it's crap. It's it, crap. There's no it, point in using it. <laughs> is that the same dancer style as Majima and Yakuza Zero? No, no, no. It's okay. not the same. It, it, yeah, it's, it's not the break dancing. Reminiscent of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. You've got break dancing versus like just twirling. Okay. Like, gotcha. Think of think of the Simpsons episode with Bob Dole where he says that he's twirling towards freedom. That's the type of twirling we're doing. Oh. Okay. Twirling. Um. There's only two useful styles in the game: the brawler where you punch everybody and the regular sword style, which is really stiff, but at least you can hit things. Yeah. Well, and it's so much easier in that style to be able to, when, when you're fighting all of these enemies who are coming at you with swords to be able to deflect and defend yourself rather than the other styles where you can't really do that easily. No, that's, that's it. Like combat mission was like one of my, one of my complaints when I wrote the review. And even then, it's like, I had to remind myself that, you know, this was end of the PS3, early PS4, and 
again, I wasn't playing this game for the combat. I was playing it for what kind of nonsense, uh, you know, Kazuma, I mean, Ryoma got into. <laughs> they didn't try very hard on that either. No, no, no. They, 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 they are very much winking at the audience with that. I mean, all yeah, of no. the characters, you know, even Majima, who's, you know, playing a character in the game, he's still Majima. <laughs> <laughs> All of the characters are just what they were from the original well, Yakuza. He's like the most inaccurate of the bunch, which I love. Yes. Because <laughs> it's like, Okita, Okita is a character, if you've ever you know, read the stories about the Shinsengumi, he's the silent, murdery one. Majima's not silent. <laughs> Majima is obnoxious. Majima is everywhere. Which I, is I, not, not okay. I, I take it you get a Kiryu-chan or whatever Kiryu's name is supposed to be. Uh, Ryoma-chan. Okay. It's a lot. There's actually quite a bit of Ryoma-chan. I was uh, a little surprised. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it shouldn't so much. Do you love? Do you love the side stories on this one, Josh? Tell me you love the side stories because they are so stupid and I love them. Yes, yes, yes. Um, did Lord, I, I I got the one where there's the uh, woman who really really loves vegetables. Uh, <laughs> I just want you to bring me a really strong, slender carrot. And just like ah, uh, I need a really big eggplant. And she's just like pushing her boobies at you, and you're just like. Yeah. Well, well, the first one, I thought it was going to go one thing. I thought they were playing up one thing because she's like, oh, yeah, I, I want a big – I want your big giant cucumber. Yep. And I'm like, okay, I know where this this little thing is going. You know, like Ryoma is still played as straight guy. He's going to be the – oh, here, here's your cucumber, ma'am, that you asked for. And it's going to be the, the – the, you know, the, the miscommunication there. And yep. and not, no 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 she really did just want a giant cucumber and then she has to like run off screen really quickly. Yep. yep. And then you bring her a progression of larger um, uh, vegetables. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of quests like that. So in this this game, there are bonding events. So you meet random people, and you basically for every like little quest you do for them, it builds up. Uh, Ryoma's relationship with them. So the the cucumber lady is one of those people. I mean, did you find the lucky cat? I haven't found the lucky cat yet. Okay, I can tell I you what the lucky cat it. is. But oh my god, the lucky cat—he's really funny. He just gives you garbage. <laughs> That's oh, very it's much an cat—it's an actual cat. It's an actual <laughs> cat. Like because you can you can befriend a bunch of pets that you can then give to Haruka uh, in your little you know Japanese villa. Um, every time you befriend a pet, it goes to the villa. So there are three, like, three cats, three dogs, um, and then I think there's a couple other random animals. You can get chickens. You can do a little bit of farming. Um, it's it's really fun, actually. I did a lot of Another Life. There, there There's cooking. They, they've yep. got plenty of mini games. Some of them that they've just kind of brought over, there's still karaoke. There's dancing. Um, there's yep. chicken racing that you could go and bet on. The cockfights. Yeah, the, the <laughs> cockfight racing. Yeah. Oh, God. You can make so much money doing that. Well, that's oh. always true with gambling. You can make yep. ton, that's how you make the tons of money is doing the gambling. Yep. Because oh. they're really terrible at poker, and you can just take them for all their money in poker. That's the right answer. <laughs> just bleed them dry. It's fine. Oh, uh, there just there are so many good side stories in this one. Um, so there's a 
I, I made it my, my one of my wallpapers on my computer, but uh, with the lucky cat, for example, uh, there's one instance where if you give him something, um, the prize is a sexy woodblock print. <laughs> and then she's like, and then just the dialogue says, this is a sexy woodblock print. <laughs> right? And it's just like, oh, poor Ryoma. He's just, he's too pure for this world. <laughs> On top of my other favorite is this one where Rioma gets forced to play house with a bunch of kids. And so the kids are like, okay, you have to be the wife. And Rioma goes, got it, the wife. Um, and then there's this little girl. She's like, I'm the bad guy. And Rioma's like, oh, no, sweetheart. You must stop the evil bad guy. And you're just like, <laughs> again, too pure for this world. <laughs> it's it- I, you know, like, if you enjoy Yakuza games, this is another good one. <laughs> there are but so many! How to... do you even catch up? <laughs> it's too many! It's simple. You just, you know, you just skip ahead and play Like a Dragon. That's okay. You, you, you do a podcast, and you start at six like I did, and they're con- incredibly confused. <laughs> and then uh, if you finish zero and you're like, wait, I take it this Kiriuchan thing is a meme. And oh, yep, it's a meme. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Kiriuchan <laughs> is a delight. It's It makes me hope that maybe they will remake Kenzen and then mm-hmm. we get to play that one too. Because just even though it's really silly, there is a really wonderful story in Ishin and in all fairness like when Yakuza's at its most serious it's it's still very good and it's very compelling uh, and yeah the story that they're borrowing from history you know it, they make it really engaging and you kind of sit there and go like look it it's history come to life in a way that Assassin's Creed doesn't really accomplish but it's okay um but I, I just, I loved it. I thought it was so much fun, and, and I'm so excited when we get to the Ishin backtrack. Right, Josh? We're right. talking about all of the bullshit. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, is, 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 are we going to have to wait two years, or technically since this is a remake? Um, it's already ten years old. Okay. I was going to say, like, you, we, we can do whatever rules you want to apply to it, but okay. I, I'm happy. No, perfect. Um, I, I just need wait. time to play it. Wait, what are these troops? Okay, so that is a really, there is a sort of mini game where it's, you know, you're wandering around Kyoto and you fight people and sometimes they will be like, I want to join the Shinsengumi. And you're like, okie dokie. So you let them. And these cards are essentially power-ups that um, you can use in combat. Wait, you're Shinsengumi? You're the bad guys? Well, you're, Look, you join the bad no, no. guys because you're going undercover to oh. find the guy who yes. killed your your adoptive father. All right. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, also, man, Ryoma is not uh, Haito's Ajime, but that's a different, that's a different one. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> like, the, cards, the cards basically just give you weird power-ups from anything like you can have random electricity powers to just you use your sword better. Right? You get a little like, bit of healing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the cards level up as you do, so as long as you're fighting dudes, the cards will level up. But and they're like lots of chicken cards, cards and dog cards and con- yeah. carnage cards and, oh my gosh. There's there's a lot of cards. There's a lot of cards. But it's so fun! <laughs> 
Yuna's in the chat like, you catch up by just uh, mainlining the story. Well, they said beelining. I don't know what beelining is, but mainlining the story. And I'm like, well, but it sounds like the best part of the Yakuza games is like a lot of the side content. So why would you mainline the story? No, the side content is absolutely worth doing. Yeah. <laughs> and like all I mean, of them. That's the thing. It's not just like, yeah, just do the main quest in this game. Like, no, all of them have good side content. I mean that that's always been the 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 draw of Yakuza is that the, you've got the fun serious main story and then you've got all the really ridiculous errata off to the side and you just kind of have to like balance like how much of that side stuff you do while you know like maintaining some forward momentum. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the toughest part about trying to finish Yakuza 0 in a timely fashion. It's like Oh God! I need to go. Do, I want to go do side stuff, but I have a tight time limit. I think I put like eighty or ninety hours into zero back when it came out. Well, and remember, I cannot point out there is a premium adventure. Premium adventure always unlocks all of the side stories. So, you know, you decide after you finish the game, you want to go back and explore those. You absolutely can. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the things I did when I finished Ishin was I just popped in the Premium Adventure and I went and looked for some of the other stories I hadn't finished, and it was absolutely worth it. So, there you go. You always have that option, Kelly. Always go back. Yep. And then you're playing Trails from Zero, and you're reminding me, like, oh, yeah, I bought the, tr- the sequel to that, and I have not even had a chance to get, get past the <laughs> tutorial. So I actually finished it this week. Oh, you did? I did. I finished it uh, on my day off on Wednesday because I couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, I love Trails from Zero. I think it's my favorite of any of the Legend of Heroes games I've played so far. Um and I know everyone says, like, Azure just is great. Um, I'm not going to play Azure right away. Like, I need to take a small break because, oh, did I put a lot of hours into Zero. Yeah. Um, and I did it very quickly, which is not good. <laughs> but uh, as I was playing it, I was thinking about uh, Alex Fuller's article that he wrote about, like, just why Crossbell is so compelling and why Crossbell in itself is a character. And it's absolutely true. Like, there was something really satisfying about exploring Crossbell, talking to the locals, being a very, very sweet, naive police boy, and just helping all the people with their questionable tasks. Um, and this game is all about the mafia, which I loved. <laughs> I'm a big sucker for mafia stories. Um, and this one just... It was super compelling to just kind of go through the main parts of the story. I loved seeing Estelle and Joshua again. Um, I love Estelle. She's easily one of my favorite characters in the series. But unfortunately, she got unseated by Randy. (laughs) Um, Randy, That's your new love? So Randy is my new video game husband. Um, We haven't told my actual husband. Um, But so Randy... Randy is the kind of like guy where you're just like, he seems like he could be a horn dog, but he's really just like, I'm sultry and I'm sassy and hey, baby cakes, let's go over there and, you know, roll the dice and maybe I'll buy you a drink sort of thing. And then two minutes later, he's like most sincere boy. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are you? And also, I, I love you. It's like he, he just barely dances with the line of being a creep, but then turns into a sweet, lovable cinnamon roll. And it's like, 
I want I want to slap you, but you're being too sweet. Stop it. Well, again, I didn't think it was possible for another game to give me uh, double himbo love. Because, like, when I played, um, what was it, Tales of Arise, I was like, why are there so many himbos in this game? But also, like, I love both of them. And then I started playing this, and I was like, oh, no, it's the double himbo problem again. Because, like, I sat there being like, I love Lloyd! And then two minutes later, I love Randy! I love Lloyd! And then Smash was like, can you... You can just like both of them. And I'm like, no, I have to pick one. One. And Japanese, and the Japanese voice actor for Randy has been in so many of my favorite, like, games and anime. I mean, he's James from Pokemon! <laughs> Which people don't realize. Nope. Um, there was a show years ago called Weisskutz, which is about these pretty boy assassins. And he was Yuji. And as soon as I was, like, playing the game, I'm like, this voice is awfully familiar. So I had to go look it up. And I was like, yep. Actually, almost everybody who's in this game has been in Gundam, <laughs> which I'm like, okie dokie. But no, Ra- Randy just holds a special place in my heart for just one side quest alone. Um, so listeners who have known and been around the site a long time, I am a librarian by trade. Mm-hmm. There is a quest in the game where uh, Uncle Miles asks you to go collect a bunch of library books that have somehow uh, disappeared outside of Crossbell. So you go and you look, uh, but the best part of it is you go to Amalarca Village and you go to the bar and you're like, hey, you have an overdue library book. We've come to collect it. And he's like, oh, I've loaned it to somebody else. And, you know, Lloyd goes, how can you accidentally loan a library book? And the guy's like, well, you know, they're my buddy. He just wanted to read it, too. Like, no big deal, right? So you go to the next guy. Hey, we hear you have this library book. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I gave it to my buddy Joe. Like, you know, he's over there. Like, go get it, go get it to him. And Randy's just like, so we're re-lending lending. We're re-re-lending. <laughs> and you go to the next guy. Next guy go- says the same crap. And Randy goes, we're re-re-re-lending. And Lloyd's just, you can see, like, the frustration on Lloyd's face. He's like, I'm just so over this. And so you get to the last guy. And Randy goes, I understand why it's so hard to just bring back an overdue library book. And I was like, Randy, Randy, you speak from the heart. You understand my pain, as these are conversations I have to have every day with my patrons, where they'll be like, so, you know, like, I don't want to bring this book back yet. I'm like, well, you you do. You need to bring it back. Somebody wants it. Yeah, but I don't know when that's going to be. I'm like, no, no, it needs to be now because in like, ooh, two weeks, it's going to go to Lost. So come on, like, deal with it. So Randy, understanding my pain, man knows how to win a librarian's heart. Just, Just love him. Love him so much. And I can't wait. Uh, my understanding is in Azure, we get his back, like a little more of his backstory, which I'm very, very excited about. I do like Ellie and Tio, but they did not sell me as hard for some reason as Lloyd and Randy. Like, I'm going to be honest, I thought the two of them felt more like background characters. Oh, they do. They totally And that do. makes me a little sad because it is one of those, like, they are the two female leads. Tio's story is absolutely wonderful, and I loved it. But... When I could bench T.O., I kind of did um, at times, especially like when the game's like, here, you can use, you know, Noel or you can use this character. Once in a while, I swapped her out and I didn't mind because she's strong. But again, like I just wanted to kind of experiment and see what it goes. Ellie, I kind of wish I kind of wish there was more with her character. So I'm hoping maybe when I play the next one, there will be a bit more. Um because, yeah, like, she, she, I think, was actually the weakest of the four for me. 
And again, how do you compete with such a brash character like Randy? I don't know. Um, you just don't. Let's be honest. But and Lloyd's yeah, such a sweetheart. Well, that's it, right? Lloyd is is the true cinnamon bun of this game. Yes. Because he's the most sincere boy, wears his heart on his sleeve, and just wants to be a good police officer. And how do you not love him for it, right? Like, it's very, very difficult to spend the parts of the game going, wow, Lloyd, I'm mad at you. It's, it's impossible. He's just so cute. Like, come on. But yes, no, I loved this game so much. And I'm, I feel more ready to go on with the series and play a few more games. Like I had to take a break after I finished cold steel too. And it was Anna actually, who was like, you know what? Try zero. Like technically you should go play cold steel three, but you could also play this one first. So that's why I was like, you know, what? I'm going to opt for the cross spell games, play those. And then I'll jump back into to cold steel. So that, that, that's a good order to do them in because there's so much of cross bell in three and four. So you'll be mm-hmm. better prepared for that. Well, I, I saw that Randy is in three and four. So I'm like, well, those are going to get played. <laughs> yeah. And um, I thought that three and four kind of played a lot better than one and two. Um Though at this, well, I say that, but at the same time, I love too because it had that sweet code and uh, go and recruit your yeah. um, base thing, which that, that was cool. Like I, yeah. I did like that. I guess my question for all of you is: Can I date Randy in Cold Steel Three and Four? Uh, no, because you're playing as Reen, and that's so I I can't go on boy dates with him. I mean, you can. I can, can. Can you pat his head? No, I don't no, think he, there's any head. I feel Screw like that. Randy wouldn't allow that. He pets Randy you. Would not allow exactly <laughs> the other way around. He pets your head, <laughs> not the other way around. Lloyd, however, you pat Lloyd's head. You absolutely pat Lloyd's head. Lloyd is a sweet boy. Lloyd does no wrong in the world. Okay, perfect boy. But yeah, I, I just I love this game, and I'm so happy. Like everybody encouraged me to finally pick it up and play it mm-hmm. uh, because it was absolutely worth the time and investment and i like i said when i go to work i couldn't stop thinking about it because i just kept thinking about i want to go back to that world i want to explore more i want to do more of the side quests and that's the other thing this game made me want to do all the side quests mm-hmm. which made me really happy because in cold steel one and two i found that you know the side quests were fine but they don't for me didn't have the same kind of charm or entertainment value the way the ones in zero did like especially in the bits with the when it's like the cross bell festival mm-hmm. like some of those quests were just so funny well i think it's because in cross bell you're pretty much centralized to one area so yeah. you kind of feel the community there so when you're doing the side quests you're, you feel like you're actually helping a community versus cold steel where you're just doing side quests for your mission and yeah. it doesn't feel as um, warm and cozy i want to say that's actually, I think, a good way of putting it is Crossbell is cozy. Like, there is just something very warm and very welcoming about the way that, again, it's presented, the way the characters respond to Lloyd. Um, I love the gangsters, um, Wild and Wazzy. I thought they were really just delightful. But you um, get way more Wazzy in the next game. Yay, Wazzy! Um, I was very happy that you got to actually use him in one of the Yeah. Battles. I thought that was pretty great. Um, but just 
even when you got to go outside of Crossbell, there was still a lot of personality. And I, I like that just everything felt very focused and very consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is, this is a, little, a magical little game. Um, and like, it's funny because even like my husband and my roommate would come down. They, they're just like, wow, the music's so good. And oh, my goodness. Like they would ask me questions about the story because I'd be doing something like related to the, the mafia. And they'd be like, oh, no, they're pushing drugs. And I'm like, yep, it's always the drugs. I love the music. I love how how they, you know, like each area of Crossbell and all the different outlying villages have their own theme so that every single time I even just hear the theme, I know exactly where I am in Crossbell. Well, and the game also does a really good job of its plot twists. Mm-hmm. Like that's something I have to say that made me really happy is in general this series is actually pretty good for giving you plot twists that are not that are not out of left field. But they're still kind of like, ooh, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, and the main one for this one, I was definitely not expecting that because but they don't there. really give – it's absolutely there. And it's funny because the amount of hints, like they're just these tiny, 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 tiny little kernels. But it, they're easy to miss too. Yeah, yeah. So it, when you it's get one to of those things where this guy keeps coming – or you know, this person keeps showing up over and over yeah. again. They're this little side character, and then you think back – you get to the end where they turn into the bad guy, and you're like, oh, well, now and, it all connects. And the side quest that you get with that particular character is like one of the most wholesome <laughs> side quests, <laughs> right? You're just like, oh – Oh, for, for, for such a dark ending for what, what he was involved in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I remember like on Wednesday, I was just screaming when I got to the end. I was like, what the hell? So um, if you haven't played Trails from Zero, you absolutely should. But just so you know, Randy's mine. <laughs> I will cut you. It just means... It just means I get Olivier all to myself, which I'm okay with. <laughs> but also, oh my god, Estelle and Joshua are just, oh, they're, they're so precious. They're so cute. They are, and she's still as much of a brat as ever. <laughs> it's Estelle. I know, and, I love it. <laughs> and, and Reen's just as creepy. Ah! <laughs> but yeah, that that was all I've been playing. Just, I, I started a new game. Uh, it's an Otome game. I'm not far enough in it to really talk about it. But uh, Dairoku, Agents of the Sakuratani, very weird game. There is lots of, like, Kitsune and Tengu. And so far, I'm like, am I, I'm going to have to date these guys, I guess. But I don't know what's going on. So I'm not there yet. Um, Sam, I forgot to mention something about Fuga that I want to, I'm glad you're on because I knew that you would appreciate it. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I know that on Backtrack, you say that you absolutely hate the, uh, save the baby, eat the baby dynamic, right? I do. I also hate child murder. So this is why I'm like, I don't think I can play Fuga. Um, well, so the main, the leader character has something instead called, um, resolution or empathy. Where you give a response and the re- the resolution response is we're gonna beat him and win, and the empathy response is you know being kinder to the person that you're talking to. Okay. And I kind of appreciate that that that's kind of a different way to have choices without necessarily it being save the baby or eat the baby. Because uh, it gives you special abilities in battle, like being able to uh, have have the first turn. 
or um, completely stop an attack for the yeah. empathy ones. I can't remember what the resolution ones are, though. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, forgot, I completely forgot to mention that. And I That's wanted to bring that, up, bring that up to you. No, I appreciate because, again, we need less of save the baby, eat the baby. Sounds like yes. Kelly still just picked save the baby, though. Look, I appreciate the, how it's phrased. Mm-hmm. That it's not save the baby, eat the baby. It's okay. The <laughs> tank eats the baby for you. And that's it. This is why I can't play Fuga. It's no <laughs> from me, dog. No from me. Like, even Scott was just like, yeah, you can't play this. And I was like, I know why. He's like, but let me let me elaborate it further. And I was like, no, 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 no. Not for me. Not you, for might, me. you might be able to play the first game because the first game, it's a lot easier to not have to deal with that aspect. The second game, not so much. Yeah. Second game, you're stuffing them in. No, the the tank is doing it for you, apparently. Um, but yeah, I I wanted to bring that up to you because I know that you would appreciate that. Oh, um, and it, and it, and yeah, it's it's a lot more enthusiastic because it's like, no, I'm not being a dick. I'm being, uh, trying to be encouraging to somebody to be like, well, we're we're gonna save the world for your kids, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I guess an example of the dialogue, like someone says, oh, the, the world is so harsh for our future children. And the response is, like, we're going to save the world for your kids or um, we hope your kids are doing OK. <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, if that makes any sense. No, I got you. It I got does. you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but I love it. Um, I, I need to find time to play as your. <laughs> So do I. I need to p- find time to play all the stuff you guys are talking about. Well, that's and... it. Like, yep. I accidentally bought like five games back uh, in between March and April. Didn't mean to do that. I was feeling very, very sad over my dog's death. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, look at this stack of games I have. And then I looked at like the rest of my pile and I was like, oh, I didn't think this through. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and that's on top of everything Alex asks for review. So, you know. So I didn't think something through. What? I started modding my Skyrim. Like, <gasps> Oh, boy. So I told you guys in the past, I, I was doing the mods that are available inside the game. Because the game has a mod store inside of it. So you just go through mm-hmm. and pick the mods. But that's a limited selection of mods. And I'm playing on PC, which means... I have the option of going to nexusmods.com and accessing the full depth and breadth and and options of Skyrim modding. And so my playtime with Skyrim last night was just modding the game. Um, and I didn't even start from scratch. I had a YouTube video that I'm like, I like the look of this. I want to start with this mod list and implement it in my game. Four or five hours later, I was still downloading mods. I ended up having to subscribe to Nexus Mods premium monthly plan so that I could download it, you know, in a reasonable time frame. Because otherwise my computer would have had to been on all night so I could play today, which I didn't want to do because my computer is currently set up in RGB barf mode and it would keep my wife up at night. So we don't do that. Uh, so I, I downloaded so many mods. So many mods. And then I had to start learning about mod load ordering and what 
you need to have in front of what and that people who post these mod lists don't actually do a good job of explaining any of that to you. And so you have to figure it out, which means now you have to read every single mods read me list to see what its dependencies are and what it's expecting to work with. And if it works with what they recommend you load in front of what, Oh my gosh, it's, it's a job. It's like doing work. So I did that. Um, and, (laughs) and I've got a mod load order and I tested the game to see, does it boot up? And the answer is yes, it boots up and everything looks wrong. So I did something wrong. Oh dear. <laughs> I did not do any My Little Ponies or Randy Savage Dragons. No Hendekable. Um I know I could, but I was going for make the game look pretty this time. Um But now now it's very easy if I want to do My Little Pony Dragons. This is a, a click away for me now. Oh good lord. So it's like there's like ten or fifteen things and you have to load them all in the correct order or it doesn't work. Josh, there are sixty-three mods on my game now because oh, sometimes these mods they say they're one mod, but they're actually like three. So like it gives you a count of how many mod files you have loaded, and I'm like at sixty-three now. Um I didn't download sixty-three different things, but that's where I'm at. So whatever. But yeah, and so within that, they have conflicts. So you have to use a mod manager to help you. So they people have come up with systems where, all right, the mods are actually installed in this other folder over here. This program looks at it and says, all right, these things are going to conflict. So before we put them in the actual game folder, tell me which one you want to win, and I'll do the work to make sure the one that you want to win is the one that wins. And it's like, okay, thank you, mod manager. I need this. I appreciate you very much because doing this on my own would be terrible. So (laughs) I had to do all that. And then I get down to the bottom of the mod list where we get to the NPCs. And they're like three NPC mods. One mod apocalypse NPCs, which will replace all the NPCs you interact with with better looking models. I'm like, cool. I want that because everything else is going to look so much higher quality. The NPCs in Skyrim are going to look, look super jank. So we need that. And then it's like, well, now you also need models to replace like the female models and male models of the game because the game just uses those models for NPCs everywhere. So you need to make them look better. So I download the male model, which is like Sons of Skyrim or something like boom, looks great. And then I go to download Diamond Skin. It's a porn mod. It's it's all naked ladies and and genitals and and boobies and it's like what is this what the male mod has none of this but the female mod this is I don't want if I stream the game and I start showing what this mod has in it I'm gonna get banned on Twitch I can't have that so I go looking for how do I not have that and guess what. There aren't any non-booby mods for girl models. They're all naked girls. <laughs> all the upgraded mods for ladies are nude. This, this is what the, the ones for men, like barely any of the men's have like men parts, but <laughs> all the lady ones, they're all like, it's right there. Like, here, let's just show you pictures of the genitals right here in the mod example images. Like, why? <laughs> 
tell me that the game industry is male dominated without telling me that the game industry is male dominated. That's what this sounds like. I, I started going, I got so confused and worked up about this that I'm like, well, if I'm going to have naked lady parts in here, I need naked men parts in here. I'm like, why am I doing this? Chris, <laughs> so you said that the men have no men parts. So are they like Ken dolls? No, it's just that when you strip off the clothing, they have underwear covering all that stuff. So that you can't ever so you can't actually get fully naked with the male models or most of the male models you download. What the hell? This is not equal. That's uh, why there's a mod for there is a right. That's why there's a mod called Schlongs of Skyrim. Schlongs of Skyrim. Okay. Yeah. This is, mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, some of those guys are very well constructed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, are the Khajiit accurate? Nobody yeah. does Khajiit nude mods. Nope. What? I don't know what it is. There are apparently no furry artists who want to mod the Khajiit or the Argonians. Actually, I take that back. There are two mods. Are. There are two mods that do the Khajiit and the Argonians, and all they do is add really big boobs to the ladies. Okay. Oh. I was gonna say there probably are. I know I've seen them. They're just not easy to find. Yeah, I think. No, they're not. They're not that hard to find. But like, that's all that comes up. And like, as far as the rest of the the detailed, anatomically correct mods that put a lot of work and a lot of words about body parts for women, those don't exist for the Khajiit in the way they do for every other race. <laughs> This really is sexy cast today. <laughs> Air Frog says, if you have the coin, they have the wares. Well, not really. That's my point. <laughs> so there, there's a there's very few mods that, that actually augment the beast races. I don't know why, because they really need it. Because like every other model in Skyrim by default, everyone's ugly. So some nice looking Khajiit that isn't just focused on lit- literally, they have the same heads. They just redo the torso to have giant boobs or giant uh, six packs. That's all they do. That's apparently all anyone cares about. I just want your torso to be amazing and sexy. <laughs> this is what people come to Skyrim for. Apparently like Don't you're clad in armor. You're never seen their torso. Why do you care? <laughs> Uh, well i mean and i i should remember that skyrim is the game that gave rise or is it oblivion the smooth faces mod right so (laughs) pretty looking pretty looking women faces not the men we don't care what they look like but only the ladies but now we don't make the cats look good we don't make there's some stuff for the lizard men i guess lizard men are more popular for some reason but the freaking why all the ladies are exposing themselves in these mods, and that's weird. So I I, start, I tried to find a, a safe for work female mod. I found one, <laughs> one out of the entirety of Nexus mods. I found one, and it wasn't even that nice looking of an upgrade. And it's like that's not going to match the male mod. Do I have to take one of these nudity mods just to get a high quality? This sucks. <laughs> So I'm I'm I don't know what I'm doing with my modded Skyrim. I'm I'm think I'm gonna put on the nudie mod and hope it doesn't actually change the game's characters in a way that all of a sudden I've got a bunch of women exposing themselves in my game. 
because I honestly don't know how that works. Like maybe it's not going to be a big deal, and it's just there if you're sicko and go for it. Oh, here I, I'm being oh. I'm being judgy. Sorry, 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 well, sorry. I was <laughs> gonna ask, like, are you playing this game on your laptop in church? Like, no, but I if I was gonna stream it, right? Like, oh right, yeah. So gotcha. whatever you wanted to stream. I was thinking about streaming it and I have to be super careful. So I guess I'll just have vanilla female mods and, and everyone else will be looking nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I can't tell what that is. It must be a woman. Yeah. I, the good part is the mod manager makes it very quick to just very quick to just go click disable nudie mod. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I think that's exactly why I can't stand doing mod sites like Nexus and those other ones because of how much of a pain in the ass it is to set up. I tried doing that with Stardew Valley and it was very frustrating. I I, I get into it, but I'm you know I'm a programmer, so I'm, I'm yeah, cool with no, that. I, so <laughs> <laughs> like I'm actually not fully done. I have to go and redo the LOD bias on all my textures with a program they have, and I'm actually excited to see how fast it runs on my PC. So I can tell, like, this this crap's meant for me, but it's just it's just so silly and so much work just to make Skyrim look a little better. Uh, well, okay, a lot better. Um, and I anticipate none of it's going to work right. So um, if you go through the YouTube comments on all these videos where people show off their mods, most of what you see is like, can you can you give me advice on how to stop modding the game and start playing the game? It's like, oh no, <laughs> I might need to abandon this. <laughs> that's that's what I've been doing. Um, tears update. I just dropped a Korok down a well because mm. I thought that its partner was down the well. <laughs> I, 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 sh- I should just leave it there. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Nobody likes Koroks. Someone likes Koroks. Probably. Is there going to be a news story about the Korok that's down the well now? (laughs) They're sending all our love to the Korok down the well. My my cat did not like my ranting and shouting about Skyrim, so it left. It's done with you. It squeaked at me. It literally looked at me and said, what are you doing? And it squeaked at me and then it left. (laughs) I can't handle this. (laughs) I think it went to get Anna and said, mommy, daddy's having a problem. (laughs) Go help daddy. He's having a seizure. Um, our our dog doesn't like it when Vaughn plays video games, apparently, because mm. the second he picks up the controller, he immediately runs downstairs to me. And it's like, I don't know what you want from me. I'm doing the exact same thing he's doing. <laughs> For a reason. And you're, you're not allowed to be down here, dog, because the litter box is down here mm-hmm. and you get into it. Oh. Well, um... Should our question of the week this week be what would uh, Randy's nickname be for Sam? I like this question. I want to know. What cute nickname would Randy come up with for you? Um, So from last week, I I listened, but I don't remember this conversation. What's the weirdest soundtrack you own? I own a copy of Silent 2 soundtrack, and I have no idea where it came from. And I feel like it's haunted. Um, for, from Nick's, uh, you all were wrong about the best turtle. It's Raphael. It is Raphael. 
I have a backpack hanger of Raphael. You're green with yourself, Nix. Of course I am. <laughs> um, you, uh... And I am right! <laughs> um, you, you spelled Michelangelo wrong? Uh... Um, so, literally like a week ago, Scott goes out, and he comes back with random nonsense, as he always does. And he's like, so which Ninja Turtles your favorite? I'm like, we have been together almost 20 years. You should know the answer to this. He's like, but I'm asking in case you change your mind. I'm like, what's my favorite Ninja Turtle? He's like, Raphael. I'm like, yes. Why are you asking this question? So he gave me this backpack hanger, and he has a Michelangelo one. <laughs> I play a lot of Ninja Turtles at work. Um, so I run a game night on Mondays with uh, the local kids, and they're always like, let's play Smash, let's play Smash. And I'm like, I hate Smash. Hate it, hate it, hate it. So I will always try to trick them into playing Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge with me. <laughs> like, come on, play Ninja Turtles with me. And one of my coworkers was like, you need to stop lying to the children. <laughs> you are the only one who wants to play Ninja Turtles. I'm like, but it's the best game ever. <laughs> He's like, let them just play Smash Sam. I'm like, no, they need to like expand their horizons. You, you wouldn't want to trick them into playing like the Nickelodeon Smash? Well, I was going to suggest multiverses, but that's offline now. I think I don't know if we own the uh, the Nickelodeon one. I'll have to check. Yeah, I've, catalog. If not, it's like stupid cheap nowadays. Well, it's like we have all these games moving out. You know, Overcooked. Walk, uh, enter the Gungeon. Mario Kart, Mario Party, Ninja Turtles, Castle Crashers, and they're just like smash. <laughs> I was like, play Mario Kart with me, you jerks! I get one hour of video game time a week at work. Would your would your kids' parents be upset if you got them into the adult smash, which is Mortal Kombat with all the uh, DLC? Yeah, we, we can't. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it is it is structured as a children's program, and uh-huh. I have to be super PG. Uh-huh. Um, so which we all know that's hard for me. Uh, so we 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 can't do Mortal Kombat. Darn. But it's more of I'm always looking for recommendations for multiplayer games that I can play with the kiddos. Yeah, you should try the Nickelodeon one. Um, I'll have to find can. it. Yeah. Okay, I'll see. Because we're going to have to buy some new games for our Switch at work anyways. So, I mean, the closest to most violent game I think we have on there is either Enter the Gungeon or Castle Crashers. But uh, gotcha. Castle Crashers is not really that violent. It's more poop and fart jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, from Strawberry Eggs, I used to own Space Ghost's Musical Barbecue, a soundtrack for that old Cartoon Network show, Cartoon Planet. I remember that show. Um, I lost it a long time ago. It's not too old, but I have the OST to Fantasy Star Online Episode 3 Card Revolution. It's pretty standard as far as soundtracks go, but it came with replica cards like the ones in the game. Um, I remember hearing so many people returning that because they didn't realize it was basically triple triad. <laughs> and then from Seven Mir- Severin Mira, a.k.a. Alex, um, don't know about the oddest, but the most obscure would probably be Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters and Freedom Wars. Oh, wow. That is some Those are obscure. Vita deep cuts. <laughs> I mean, let's be realistic. The only person in the world who's ever played Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters is Alex. Yep. It's, it's his lone space. And people That's... will go, well, what's that game? We have it at work, by the way. It, mu- it was bought well before my time being there, and I was like, wow, whoever was the idiot librarian that spent money on this 
you're an idiot. On the plus side, when I weed it out, it'll be worth a couple pennies. I was going to say, are you, are you the only Canadian in Canada that has a Vita? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> we, we have it as, I believe it's a PS4 game. Cause they oh, the, okay. The PS4 remaster. Re- I don't know what it was. It was so, one uh, of those that worked cross between Vita and yeah. PS4. I could have oh. heard it came out on PS3 first, and then it was like, oh, okay, uh, whatever, don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah, cross-play at twice the price. Mm-hmm. Transferring. Have, have we even have... gotten to our second letter here? No. Uh, no, we had two. <laughs> Chris, we only had two, and I just read We got. Th- we had three. Oh, yeah, well. Did we talk Chris about Space Ghost now. Musical Barbecue? Yes, yeah. We did. Oh, I was watching videos from Space Ghost Musical Barbecue. I got distracted. <laughs> I used to have that soundtrack too. I actually had their other soundtrack. Did, did it have um, Highway Forty? Yeah, the one I had had Highway Forty. Okay. <laughs> That's the only song I definitely know from that. Uh, just because it's catchy in a bad way. I'm going down Highway Forty in my big old pickup truck. That's the song. You just repeat I, that forever. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was um, I was sparing our poor audience my Brack impression because it's probably very obnoxious. But there so you go. is Brack. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you know it's working. Yeah. So uh, about those headlines. Yeah, it's been, it's been a slow news week this week, and I think it's because people are just getting getting the hell out of the way of uh, Link Mania. Go figure. Um, though, but before I get into the news, can I just say, if you're harassing reviewers for not giving tears a ten out of ten, you need to go touch grass. Wait, people were doing that. Oh, oh of course wow, they were. Are you, yeah. are you kidding me, Chris? I mean, Nintendo I just didn't hear about it. I figured if it was a big thing this time, I would have heard about it. But oh, it it was happening. Mm. People were being terrible about it. People are you always complaining. I just didn't right. know it was like a thing thing Look, this time. So let, let's all be grateful that here at RP Gamer, I'm the one not reviewing Zelda. Mm. <laughs> not and enough Kiryu. Three out of ten. Have a hacked forum again. Mm-hmm. I just I, I think about that mentality with stuff that I obsess over, and I can just imagine sending like the local newspaper death threats over them not giving Rock of Ages a ten out of ten, and it, it just baffles me. But I, I digress. People have no lives, and nope. so they would rather shake their fists at a cloud. Old man shakes fist at cloud. Indeed. Um, luckily, pay off the internet some days. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say luckily we don't have that kind of harassment, but then I was remembering... Uh, oh, yes, we do. A, We've had a, that. A, yeah. a, mm-hmm. a, a certain cupcake recipe, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Oh, anyway. was that my little spouse? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Achilles Legends Untold gets a new spidery update trailer. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember this game even existing. <laughs> well, it's adding a new spider cave dungeon. So All right, if, and uh, save if, slots. Yeah. What Yay! is this? A Diablo game? I think it's a Diablo clone. Okay. Cool. Um, is it any good? I wonder. Stay away from arrows. All right. Yeah. Um, 
Protect protect your protect your feet. Uh, and if you if you have arachnophobia, I feel sorry or I feel bad for you. If it's you, not like, even shown any spiders yet in the trailer for the spider cave update. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. These kind of count. You found a spider. I think. Oh man. I just I think about games that censor uh, spiders for people with arachnophobia and like how would you do that with a spider cave? Just I, th- I don't bunnies. think you do, but at least it's on the tin. You know what you're getting. Yeah. So you don't buy this if you don't want spiders. Um, uh, Monster Menu: The Scavengers Cookbook has a free sample available. So th- this is that weird NIS. Uh, NIS Dungeon Crawler released in Japan as eating the corpses as as an adventure meal monster menu. Um, It's got a demo where the progress carries over and it's about the game is about surviving using whatever resources you can find, including eating monsters. Mm -hmm. I I forgot that I pre-ordered this. Um, Though I I really want to try it because it looks like such an interesting little concept, and I know it's going to have that NIS brand of humor. Um, maybe I uh, need to fit Zelda. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I need to fit time in for the demo and see if it's any good. Hey Sam, can I get you to ride the mute button? Your uh, yes, your mic sorry. cord is acting up. Thanks. Um, this game comes out in North America on May twenty third, and yeah, you can check out the demo now for PS four, PS five, and Switch. And it's one of those where all the progress carries over. Yep. Um, Private Division and Game Freak are partnering on a new title. So this is Take-Two's publishing label, Private Division. Um, and yeah, they're partnering, partnering with the Pokemon developer to make what? a new action-adventure action IP. And the only Dark Souls Pokemon? Have, Dark Souls Pokemon? Um, yeah, the only hint we have is one screenshot of a samurai. That's it's not helpful. Project Bloom. Mm. They, they do plume. this what like every four or five years they put out something not Pokemon and yeah, but they don't usually I mean, they work did with Pocket Card Journey on the 3DS and yeah. then they did a uh, little what is it Little Town Hero like four or five years ago and they put out that horse solitaire game right yeah yeah, yeah that was Pocket Card oh that is yeah. okay um, there was Tenbo the badass Tenbo, yep. elephant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um was Harmonite one I think I oh I don't like. know could be maybe not. Um, I know my favorite non-Pokemon Game Freak game is Pulseman on the Genesis. Oh. It, it's basically the Genesis' answer to Mega Man. Um, very good. I think it's on the Nintendo Online uh, Genesis library. Um, but, but yeah, I, I love that game. And it, you can kind of see some of the Pokemon art, art style that would happen kind of creep into that. But um, I'm I'm curious to see what this new project is going to be. I like it when Game Freak tries to do non-Pokemon stuff. Yeah. Wake Melee me up when they actually tell us what the project is. Yeah, you know, mainly because they actually get to take time on it instead of sh- shitting it out every year like the actual Pokemon. Well, well, you got some time to wait, Chris, because it's not supposed to come out even you know scheduled until 2026. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alchemy Cutie is heading to the PlayStation and Switch. So this was originally announced or released for the PC and Mac and Xbox. Um, now it's coming out for the uh, PS4, PS5, and Switch on June 16th. Um, you're taming and raising wild jellies that can be entered into competitions, and each jelly has different attributes and traits, um, and you have the option to grow them. So basically Monster Rancher, but with slimes. Yeah, you know, I need to put this... 
uh, don't they wishes. have that? It's called Slime Rancher. Yeah. Well, well, Slime Rancher, you're more uh, have a farm and you're just kind of selling them. This is like you're actually raising a slime. All right. So, <laughs> so, so bad. Do you do know, you have a bad happy birthday song? Happy birthday, happy birthday. This song sucks. Eat lots of food and grow up really strong. <laughs> Monster Rancher birthday song is terrible. <laughs> I need. To, I'm adding this to my wish list because it is deck uh, compatible. Um, because it looks like my kind of game. I just want time to play it. Um, we've got Blade Prince Academy demo released, and the Kickstarter campaign started. Okay. Um, what well, this we, looks we, like Hades. <laughs> Yeah, we've talked about this game before. You're leading a squad of students into an academy, um, protecting the city from gangs, cults, and other creatures. Oh, it's a TRPG, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of Growlancer, because it's like pause with real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's I mean, got a cat boy. That's why it's on your list. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the cat boy. Um, we've got the One Piece Odyssey Reunion of Memories DLC launching this month, specifically on May 29th. Um, this DLC takes place after the players have completed the game's main story and provides further adventures because, you know, that's what this game needed was more padding. Apparently. Oh, my gosh. I I watched a review uh, about it on YouTube and was like, I've been really curious about this game. And they said, yeah, it is padded more than a, uh, the Mitchell advanced. What in the world do you need padding for with one piece? It's got 3000 episodes. Um, uh, apparently they didn't want to release a 20 hour RPG that is self-contained. So they have, uh, memory cubes that you have to go in and do various one piece things. Um, and those memory cubes are like padded like crazy, so oh, yeah. Boring. Um, but if you're curious, uh, this DLC comes out on May twenty fifth. Nope. And yeah. Someone just tell me which of those are worth playing, if any, and I'll play the parts that are worth No, actually I won't. I just won't. I just won't. Um, Vargas the Riven Realms expansion announced. It's pretty much been this entire show as expansions. Um, I don't even remember us talking about this game. Have we talked about this game? I before? don't know. What is this? This is like side scrolling. I've heard of it. It's very like- stripped down sort of game. Looks like it's even more, you know, like most of the story is text based. Side, yeah. side, side view pen and paper inspired combat with kind of Valkyrie profile battle um, not system but like the battlefield looks like it yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on oh, oh it's always like, like wow those character models aren't even moving a- animation must be hard that's that's okay though that's that's a that's a style choice that I'm a, I'm okay with because animation is hard <laughs> oh so this is kind of storybook style animation. Well, I, I saw that, and then the other game that I have talking about, Dark Quest Three, which is fully releasing this month, and this is also a um, TRPG. And yeah, the the models on the map don't move on this either. Hmm. Oh yeah, they look like yeah, they look like tabletop tabletop pe- game okay. pieces. Yep. Yeah. That that makes sense yep. then. I I don't know. You're either into it or you're not. Man, their dragons look cool. 
It'd be even cooler if they moved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, I don't know why that just in a video game, not having animation for characters like that just seems very unsettling. I mean, there is animation. The pieces are animated. It's just not the animation you were expecting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we've also got mobile RPG Brown Dust 2 launching in June. What? <laughs> that sounds like yeah, a terrible gosh. name for a thing. <laughs> It's Korean. It's a Korean Brown Dust 2. Uh huh. Your game is a fart. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's a couple. There's pre-registrations going on right now, and a final beta beta test that will run from June 8th to the 12th. Um, signups are available from the May 17th through the 31st, and those accepted into the final beta test will be notified on June 2nd. Is this a gotcha um, game? Probably. Cool. In fairness, I wasn't going to watch a 20-minute video to find out. Yeah, I same. And then finally, Final Final Fantasy XIV's Dark Throne patch 6.4 launch date announced. It will be on uh, May 23rd. Um, I don't know what entails in this patch. Because I haven't played uh, Final Fantasy fourteen in forever. Are you are you still on the I'm trying to figure out what Brown Dust 2 is about. It's okay. it's a chibi um isometric view game. It's it doesn't even I don't know what's going on. What's going on? <laughs> it might still be mobile. <laughs> no, it's mobile. Yeah, alright. So Dark uh, Throne patch six point four. I have no idea what's going on because I still haven't finished Endwalker because I'm a loser. And blah 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 blah. <laughs> You're too busy putting mods onto Skyrim. Yeah, I am now, yeah. <laughs> I, I found out this week that um, they're going to be expanding the Warlock class in WoW to all of the races, so we'll get Panda, Pandar and Warlocks. Mm. Um, I want to roll one of those, but I also have no time to play WoW. So that's pretty much going to make all of the base classes. What is a Lightforged uh, Warlock like, I wonder? You know, that's a good question. Because warlocks, um, do they summon the void? Because that would be weird. To be honest, I don't know. All right, cool. Um, oh, wait, no, they're fell. They summon fell. Yeah, all right, never mind. It's fine. Because <laughs> fine. You, you, you were thinking void elves. <laughs> no, I'm thinking, I was thinking lightforge because I thought it was void that the warlocks summon, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. The, the, the real question is how do lightforged rogues hide? Because they're glowing. <laughs> That's how good they are, Kelly. They're extra super stealthy. They hide in the light instead of the shadow. Ooh. Either way, we we got our torn rogues. That's all good. <sighs> Did you go back to WoW for ten one? I didn't. I logged in to get my monthly goodies and mm. then logged back. That out. seems like and... a weird thing to be paying for. Yeah. Well, no, I I uh, canceled my subscription. It ends like at the end of the week. Mm. Um, because I know I'm not gonna have time for it for the foreseeable future. Uh, I, I really I would like to get back into it, but I really didn't pay attention to that Forbidden Reach stuff, and I've got too much other stuff going on right now. The uh, new raid has the most terrible, unsatisfying end cutscene ever. <laughs> that doesn't explain anything or set anything up. Uh, the the story in WoW has been dog shit. <laughs> three expansions now. <laughs> Just remember how much we were praising Dragonflight when it came out. 
I knew this would happen too because it happens every expansion now. It's so good. Why was back a month later? Uh... <laughs> I mean, I had hope for Dragonflight, and I, I'm not actively hating it like I did with the Sh- Shadowlands and BFA. Uh, it is better. It's just like uh, apparently it's not better enough. <laughs> I'm I'm just not that excited about it either, and I feel like they're catering too much to M plus players and not you know people that. It's all there like is to law. do. I and it's fun. It's just uh, getting a group and organizing all that. I just don't have it, so it's not for me. I I would much rather I I miss the old days when I could just log in and do a bunch of um, day dailies and get my mounts, and it was good. Uh, I, mm. You know what's popular right now? Uh, mm. Classic hardcore. So there's a hardcore mod for classic that um, keeps track uh, with a leaderboard. And so, like, once you die, that's the end of your character. So it, like, reports your character is dead at level blah, 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 blah. So mm-hmm. people are playing hardcore and classic. And they've been dealing with a whole problem with griefing lately, which is <laughs> great. Um, and uh, I don't want to uh, go into that drama here, but. Uh, it does seem like the hardcore thing is revitalizing classic because people like the simplicity of classic. They like the expansive world and like having stakes and everything. So it's kind of like that whole, you know, I was looking for a hardcore RPG that matters and your stats matter and all that stuff matters, 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 matters. And hardcore mod tries to make all that matter. Like you can't grind dungeons and stuff for the, in the hardcore rule set. So mm-hmm. you can do each dungeon once. Like you're supposed to, it's supposed to be kind of like, lore appropriate i don't know whatever but i think it's cool i think it's a cool idea um that's an interesting idea to me i don't want to deal with the griefing and none of my friends care about it so i probably won't ever do it but that's that's been the most interesting about wow lately um i do wish Dragonflight was more interesting i don't know what to do about it though it it occurs to me that I, the last time i was really enthusiastic about wow was during legion when they had the class halls and I leveled every alt to max level at the time because um, it is basically like having a. Story, that's the problem with WoW is t- all these alts to worry about. So that that's one of the reasons people didn't. <sighs> I guess that people do like alts in WoW, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, I like I like playing them, and when I feel like that, I can't play them because I have too much shit to do on my main. Mm-hmm. I get a little frustrated. No, you're right. Yep. So. So yeah, um, so, sorry for wild talk. Um, we have some editor. Oh wait, first we need to say what's coming out. Nothing. 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 Nada. Okay. Nothing. Every, I looked. Everything, nothing. <laughs> everything got the hell away from tears. Yep. I don't go go play your Zeldas. Yep. <laughs> or if you're like me and you don't give two craps, go play something else. Play Fuga. Mod your go. Skyrim. <laughs> We have some it editorials, is, right, Kelly? I guess. Yeah. Um, we got the Redemption Reapers review from Ryan Costa. Oh, yeah, this was the game he was complaining about last week. Yeah, very depressing. Um, so he gave it a three out of five, saying that the combat is tough but fair, having resource, man- resource management and teamwork playing to success is inspired, and it has a great soundtrack that fits each situation. The negatives, um, stiff and robotic visuals, particularly during the story scenes, and minimum world building to grow any attached attached to the proceedings. That was a weird sentence. Mm-hmm. 
it's I a had, weird game proofing that kind of honestly i had to ask quite a few questions i'm like i don't understand some of this book it okay we finally yeah. review, reviewed li- live alive live 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 alive live alive live alive so this is from Luis Mauricio. He reviewed the PS5 version. Uh, gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Said that it's storytelling at its best. Charming characters, superb soundtrack, and varied gameplay. Um, the only negative is that it has a high encounter rate in the last chapter. Shocker well, for a game of that vintage to have a well, high encounter rate. Well, <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm confused because you can play chapters in any order. So is there like a final chapter after you finish it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And depending on which character you pick, you have, like, a much longer runtime. Ah, okay. And then from uh, my podcast partner in crime, Mr. Matt Mason, he did he reviewed Cassette Beasts and <laughs> sent me – oh, he even had the screenshot um, – sent me a screenshot. In 1988, there were two English rock bands, Iron Maiden and Shields of the Nephilim, without knowledge of each other, simultaneously re-songs titled Born Child. And he's like, do you know this? I'm like, yes. Uh, Moonchild's one of my favorite Iron Maiden songs. <laughs> um, he gave this a 3.5 out of 5. Um, said that it sounds great. It has a, a good amount of strategy in the battle system. The fusion fusion system is fun to watch monsters combine. It has a fun setting with a hilarious alternate Earth history. Um the negatives are it has obscure puzzles that are difficult to spot as to solve, and um, sometimes too many graphic styles on the screen at one time. Those don't sound like bad negatives. I mean, obviously they're pretty negative minor negatives, negatives, but it's still yeah. only got a three and a half. So. You know what? He was telling me when I proofed the review that one of the frustrations he encountered was the fact that the game is not good at telling you how to progress. Mm. Ah, gotcha. And so when you're figuring out a puzzle it doesn't always necessarily give you all the information. So it's like, oh, uh, it's a traversal puzzle, but maybe I don't have the skill for this particular element yet. But you stand there being like, I can get through this thing. And the game doesn't give you any indicator that like, no, you can't yet, or maybe not sort of thing. Yeah, I hate that. And that that's, I think, where that one's coming from. Gotcha. No, that, that makes sense. I can see that being a, a frustration. Um, I I kept hovering over the buy button this week, like, oh my god, I want to play this so bad, but nope, I've got other stuff. You should play it. I'm going to. I just need to get through other stuff first. Well, uh, given the bevy of releases coming out this week, it's time for me to ask you, what are you going to play this week, Kelly? Uh, I'm going to finish f- the first round of Fuga probably tomorrow, and then more tears. Okay. What about you, Sam? Uh, I'm probably going to play more Dairoku, um, since it's getting kind of interesting. I'm also thinking of starting Resident Evil uh, 8 Village. Oh, good. Cool. I grabbed that from work, so I want to give it a whirl. Is Lady Dimitriou going to be your female himbo? <laughs> no. No. Um, does like that need Ethan. to bear... Does that need to be our actual question of the week? Who's your video game himbo slash waifu? <laughs> no, we have I, one. I have What nickname would Randy come up with for Sam? And I like this question. Okay. Makes no, that's fine. Special. I didn't know if you wanted a broader question or a, a cast member specific question, but that's fine. 
Look, you can give me many nicknames. Maybe he's going to give me the nickname, like, my, you know, Sweetie Pie Sam, Snuggly Sam, um, Sammy Sosa. I mean, I like T.O. Tot. Every time that came up on the screen, that made me laugh. <laughs> oh, it's adorable. Hey, T.O. Tot. I'm like, oh, I want a cute nickname, too. What, what about Sammy Fan? Yep. I mean, put the, put them in the comments. They can be as ridiculous as possible. You know, Schmoopy. Um, Everyone's P- classic P- from, you know, Seinfeld. Uh, PG-13, please. Yes, please. please. <laughs> That's our only <laughs> rule. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As, a, as I, the person who is NC-17 on this cast. What about yeah, you, Josh? Like, what are you going to play this week? <laughs> more Ishin. More like a more dragon. More Ishin. Yeah. And I'll be doing more Skyrim. I want to finish that up, hopefully, this week. Um, I might do some Diablo 4 Server Slam this weekend, though it sounds like they nerfed Necromancer, so um, it makes me sad. And, uh, yeah. I guess that's a show, folks. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being on, Sam. That was a lot of fun. Uh Uh-huh. Well, hopefully no one had nightmares. Hopefully not. Unless you bought the spider DLC and you don't like spiders. Or you found random porn that you weren't expecting. Yep. I I don't think it gives me nightmares. It's just not what I was looking for. (laughs) Okay. With that, thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Catch us live every week. Twitch.tv slash RPGamer. Come leave uh, your answer to the question, what is uh, Randy's nickname for Sam and the show thread? And uh, we'll see you next time, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Until then, goodbye, everyone.